Nashville GM David Poyle dropped his own pipe bomb Sunday announcing his retirement for June 30th and announcing former head coach Barry Trotz as his successor officially July 1st. However, Trotz is actively involved with the team through the current trade deadline under Poyle. Poyle is Nashville's only GM in team history since the expansion team took the ice in 1997, a 2017 Stanley Cup appearance, and 15 playoff appearances with Nashville the previous 15 years prior, Poyle was the GM in Washington. Poyle became the first GM in NHL history to be in charge for 3,000 games as a GM. Trotz was Nashville's first head coach until 2014. A stop in Washington after included a Stanley Cup win as head coach with Washington in 2018. He went on to coach the New York Islanders until this past offseason when he was let go, and Trotz was offered to coach again and decided not to. It's Trotz's first time as a GM, and he will look to rely on Poyle's experience to learn the new job and the hockey ops team Nashville has in place, as he mentioned at his reintroductory to his new role on Monday in his return to Nashville. Trotz is a two-time Jack Adams Award winner for NHL Coach of the Year. The whirlwind of the weekend started with sending vet forward Nino Niederreiter, signed to a two-year $4 million contract, this past summer to division rival Winnipeg for a second-round 2024 pick. Nita Ryder was second on Nashville's team in goal scoring behind injured forward Philip Forsberg by one goal. Nita Ryder, 18 goals, 10 assists in 56 games played. The trade move indicated that Nashville was not catching Minnesota, Winnipeg, or Colorado for a playoff spot, but was open for business. In the lead-up, Nashville GM David Poyle was coy, not saying the team was a seller yet. That was Poyle's playbook, we remind you. Two years ago, Nashville looked out of it in the shortened season, but with a lot more runway. That year, UC Saros put the team on his back and said, I'm putting this Nashville group into the playoffs, and then proceeded to. Saros made Nashville believe they were a few pieces closer to being a contender than they were by stealing a couple of games versus Carolina. Nashville wasn't a couple pieces away. Even as astronomical as Staros's goal saved above expected can get to, Nashville isn't getting into this year's dance. And by tongue-in-cheek Nashville's segment of Poyle being a buyer to save face, last episode we covered Nashville was just that. Thing is, Nashville is a great town to play hockey in. And David Poyle's last resort for a turnaround is coming out public like he did two weeks ago on 102.5 in Nashville. Checks the radio station call letters. He says his team isn't performing to be a buyer. And a week later says the team is taking a day-to-day approach to the deadline. And keeps talking about the team's underperformance. Poyle wasn't telling the fans or media anything. He was telling the players in the Nashville dressing room who like playing in Nashville, like the tax situation playing in Nashville, that to stay in Nashville, you need to play collectively better. And when he did that last time, after all the talk of who might get moved, defenseman Matthias Ekholm being traded at the top of that list, Nashville instead made the playoffs. Ekholm got his extension to stay in Nashville, Ekholm's first choice. And there are a number of players in that room that statement applies to. And Poyle knows it. It was Poyle's last public play to his player group and coach. Want to stay in Nashville? Play like you do and push. And last time, it worked. 
The Nashville runway this time is well past midnight. It's 2 a.m. and Nashville is a team stumbling around Broadway, drunk looking for an Uber. You can't tank and rebuild with an annually in the Vesna conversation goalie in that like you see Saros is. And likewise, the new GM to be Trotz described the team on Monday as undertaking another retool. Not a rebuild, but it's under a new boss. Saros, forward Philip Forsberg, and captain defenseman Roman Yossi are said as the team's untouchables. So, more moves could come. Sunday, as after taking the pre-game skate in Arizona, forward tenor Janot was trade-related scratched to later be traded to Tampa Bay for right-hand defenseman Cal Foote, who's 24, and five draft picks going to Nashville including a conditional first-rounder in 2025 and a second in 2024. Nashville also receives a third, fourth, and fifth-round selection in 2023 as part of the deal. The first in 2025 is top-10 draft protected. That Janot's unique skill set, even in a down year, he underperformed at 25, his five goals, nine assists, and 56 games played well below his career high 24 goal 41 point rookie year in 81 games played although he even had five goals in 15 games played in the shortened season when he emerged for his ability to finish while providing physicality even if he had kept last year's pace the market-driven desire by teams to grab Janot gave Nashville an amazing return I can't even fathom in all honesty, the 2017 14th overall D pick, Cal Foote, and a second round pick would have had me say yes to trading Janot. Nashville got a first and three more picks additionally. It's beyond exceptional a deal from a Nashville perspective. Tuesday, things really hit home for the Nashville fan base. 2009 fourth pick defensive and most underappreciated left-hand defenseman Matthias Ekholm was dealt to Edmonton. 719 regular season games played with the Preds. 268 points. The 32-year-old, now a $6 million per of his $6.25 million as Nashville retains 250 k of his deal that has three more years to go. Nashville gets in return a first-round pick in 2023 a fourth rounder in 2024 left wing prospect reed schaefer who edmonton picked up 32nd in the draft in 2022 a 19 year old who's 6-3 and this year just over a point per game player on a really good seattle team in the western hockey league the previous year he was just under a point per game production Edmonton needed contract money going out to fit in Ekholm, so as was said of the never-happened Eric Carlson deal with San Jose and Edmonton, right-hand defenseman Tyson Berry, 31, and his $4.5 million per came back to Nashville. Berry's career, he is near to over 40 points over 10 seasons each year. The three years he wasn't, 38 points in 2013-14 and 2016-17, and one shy with 39 points in 2019-20. That's consistency. Barry has two years after this year in term. 
That minimalizes the cap savings Nashville gets approximately given salary retention, a $1.25 million savings for Nashville by moving Ekholm, but Barry is still a top four NHL value demon. The return Nashville receives reflects it. The teams wouldn't do a one-for-one one with these defensemen, but the first and first round top prospect and the fourth for Nashville keeping salary is definitely value when it's possible either of the next two seasons barry could be moved at another deadline to acquire more draft capital make no mistake i'd have had difficulty moving ekholm probably my favorite pred player definitely favorite defenseman who is because he doesn't put up points the kind of defenseman that is uber underappreciated in the nhl and the kind teams need to win a cup by having something had to give with the left hand d log jam of captain robin yossi who because he puts up points is more appreciated as well as the fact that nashville did add defenseman and cup winner ryan mcdonough just in this past off season but what could be said of the departed P.K. Subin and Ryan Ellis because they put up more points, they were probably more appreciated, yet Ekholm would be the most reliable two-way, Ellis if not injury-prone, second on the defensive end ability. Ekholm was Nashville's best two-way defenseman, especially the year they went to the Stanley Cup Final. Was it just me, or did Nashville forward Mikhail Granlund have his best game as a Pred versus Pittsburgh just recently this year? Maybe not statistically when Nashville had one goal as a team against a defensively stingy Pittsburgh team, but he had four shots on goal for a primary pass-first player. Granlin is kind of a two-assist-to-goal career ratio point producer. One for one for Kevin Fiala, how Nashville acquired Granlin. Never would I have done that deal, even as Granlin has two years prior to the deal his best NHL seasons in Minnesota and a pair of 20-plus goal seasons. So in a way, it's like Nashville got a second for Fiala. Minnesota got a 2022 first and a defense prospect Brock Faber in the Fiala deal to LA for perspective. The inherited Granlin cost of the $5.75 million per deal signed by old Minnesota GM Chuck Fletcher also was way over value, but not through the lenses coming off career highs. Yet, at its height, it's barely over half-point production, not near to point-per-game top six NHL value a $5 million-plus player should have good two-way player or not granny's first two nashville seasons it's that same half point production value although his goals were more in one season near equal in the other to the assists national gm david poyle does a one-year 3.5 million deal that to me is over a million value to see that second season duplication meaning that deal happened in between the two years we're talking about Granlin's salary goes up to five million on a four-year deal that's signed by gm poyle with underlying point numbers that ought not to be over three million third line value maximums and that Grandland plays top six by default of no better options is on the Nashville GM. It's bad valuation. At least Nashville is rewarded as Grandland normalizes his returns. 53 assists, 64 points in 80 games played as Forsberg and Duchesne make new highs in team goal scoring last year, the first year of the new deal. 
that still isn't worth five million top six playable value for Granlin, but nearer to three million third line chip team value that Nashville again death wise isn't at. Now I'm guessing, but Nashville did great deadline deals. I think, and I have no proof of this being true, but Pittsburgh-style play suits Granlin, and he showcased himself well right before the deal. I think Nashville GM Poyle says 25% salary retention costs Pittsburgh a first or a second Pittsburgh takes the contract on. Pittsburgh can do this because St. Louis took Kasperi Kapanen off their books by picking up his $3 million plus price tag off waivers. It probably should have been a second with a 25% percent salary retention by nashville making granland 3.75 million and even still that seems high salary wise in fact if i were pittsburgh i'd have wanted 50 percent retention for a second and a player prospect to do it 2.5 million third line value center and that's a deal so nashville did good no salary retention in a second. It reminded me of Minnesota third line center Frederick Goudreau, whose value is off the charts in his final year at $1.2 million, quite near $2 million below, but absolutely a million below comparable value. And he came to Minnesota via Pittsburgh as an unrestricted free agent after Pittsburgh traded Nashville to get him. That's the costly but comparable player Pittsburgh wanted playing now in Minnesota. This year, I hardly went on about Granlin's overpay or lack of point production because I spent so long pointing it out in prior years. Finally, some local Nashville media this year picked up the cause. Nashville having the cap space over Granlin and getting a second is good cut of losses, but not through the lenses of what still having Kevin Fiala over that stretch or better maximizing dealing Fiala as Minnesota showed was possible. However, the parallel trade per Progression of each player's trade tree after the one for one for each other could just be the best value assessment tool for David Poyle. While most are applauding his exit moves, it confirms some of the prior questionable ones showed it was time. The rest of this Nashville season is still Poyle's team, not incoming GM Barry Trotz's, but it does explain now what a competitive transition means. It's code for an upcoming GM succession player. Welcome to Central Division Hockey, the podcast. I'm your NHL outsider and Central Division expert, Tim Bigelow. The primary game recap is always put win or lose with the division team with the better record. Nashville plays one game over 500, 5-4-0, since our last look when they played 500 hockey to come out of the All-Star break. Currently 30-23-6, 66 points, 5th in the Central Division and 59 games played. A 5.59 point percentage, Nashville is one point back of Calgary. That's the closest Western Conference team not above the playoff cutoff. Nashville has three fewer games played than Calgary. Nashville's games in hand, math, doesn't catch any of the Central Division teams at present, nor the Pacific Division teams sitting fourth entering Friday's trade deadline day evening NHL games. Here's a game recaps. Arizona's Nick Schmaltz one-timer goal with two minutes 
45 seconds left on a cross-seam that Clayton Keller set up after Nashville's Nino Niederreiter's defensive zone turnover in the first open scoring and a 1-0 Arizona lead after 20. Nashville's Roman Yossi's power play point blast blocker side goal through net front traffic 4 minutes 41 seconds into the second and Nashville's Colton Sissons high slot blocker slide lifted floater goal off the cycle 4 minutes 17 seconds after put Nashville up a goal until Arizona's loss in crowd wired high inner circle far side power play goal with seven minutes 43 seconds left in the middle frame that had the game tied at two through two 420 into the third arizona's crosses goal his second of the night gives the yotes the lead and arizona's christian fisher adds an empty net goal with 53 seconds left to hand nashville a 4-2 divisional home loss to arizona a Boston three-on-one off the rush give-and-go goal. Two minutes, 54 seconds into the first open scoring and a one nothing Boston lead after one. Former Pred Boston's Craig Smith's goal as he puts it in in the crease. And Nashville defenseman Jeremy Lazon ends up batting it into the Nashville net a minute, 11 seconds into the second. Boston get a power play goal a minute, 54 seconds. The game's midpoint on a blue line to blue line stretch pass breakaway short side roof. Boston at a goal a minute 15 seconds after the game's midpoint as a pass from the circle towards the net front to flex off Nashville's Lazon stick and goes five hole. All part of a three goal middle frame and a four nothing Boston lead through 40. With 6.13 left in a third of Boston off the rush in the paint tap and goal completes the scoring and Nashville are shut out and lose at home five to nothing. Nashville's Tommy Novak short side roof goal, 2 minutes 36 seconds into the first open scoring as Roman Yossi keeps the puck in the offensive zone while Nashville makes a line change. Florida respond with former Pred Nick Cousins high slot wrister 5-hole goal through Nashville defense Dante Fabro's legs and a screen on his own goalie, 2 minutes 5 seconds to the first midpoint and a net front deflection off the 4-check goal, 2 minutes 9 seconds after the first midpoint. Nashville's Matt Deshane's just below the dot short side goal 47 seconds after and Nashville's Ryan Johansson's net side power play goal off a Roman Yossi point pass for a tip in with 4.59 left in the first has it 3-2 Nashville after 20. Nashville Colton Sissons breakaway backhander blocker side roof goal on a Nashville defensive zone flip pass seven minutes 40 seconds into the second ends florida goalie sergey Brabowski's night four goals against seven saves nashville enjoying another team's atrociously bad net minding he is replaced by florida backup goalie spencer knight who was sent back to the american hockey league a few days later and then placed in the nhl players association's players assistance program the same one that now arizona goalie former nashville goalie connor ingram went into nashville's roman yossi's far side blast from the dot goal with 337 left in the middle frame put nashville up five to two through 40 nashville bookend goal scoring in the third starting with novak's power play goal his second of the game banked off the florida goalie below the goal line and in a florida soft slot spot tip power play goal 12 seconds to the thirds midpoint and Nashville's Yakov Trenin's empty net goal from Nashville's defensive zone circle all the way down the ice with 5 minutes 46 seconds left in the third adds to it. With 5.14 left, Nashville's Yusuf Parson and sweet net side backhander deflection goal is challenged successfully by Florida for offside. And at 5.23, Nashville's Cole Smith was offside to take the goal off the scoreboard. Nashville 7-3 home win. 
Nashville's 4-3 loss to Divisional Minnesota is covered in the upcoming next Minnesota Billy Money Garen podcast. 4.33 into the first, Nashville's Cole Smith's net front scramble rebound goal opens scoring. A Vancouver coach's challenge is determined inconclusive and the goal stands. 1-0 Nashville lead after 1. 7.57 into the second, Nashville's Philip Tomasino's forehand power play goal driving the net off the rush. His first of the year since his recent call-up puts Nashville up a pair. A Vancouver forehand roof glove breakaway goal, 10 seconds shy of five minutes after, is the first of two Nux goals in the second, a sitting in the crease. Loose puck power play goal with 26 seconds left in the middle frame, followed by Nashville's Nino Niederreiter's net front rebound backhander goal with 10 seconds left in the second for a Nashville 3-2 lead through two. 7.44, Nashville's Mikhail Granlin's in the paint. Loose puck goal gives Nashville a two-goal buffer again. Vancouver press and get two late goals, starting with a 6-on-5 net front point shot tip goal, a minute 7 seconds left. The equalizer with 16 seconds left in the third off the rush 6-on-5 slot tip pass. Give and go a redirection to force overtime. Four all after three, Nashville get the lone shootout goal for a 5-4 home shootout win. Nashville's Nino Niederreiter's top a circle power play goal wrister off a San Jose defender. Minute 24 seconds into the first, open scoring, and a 1-0 lead after 1. 128 into the second, Nashville's Mikhail Granlin's off-the-rush rebound 5-hole goal adds to it. Former Wild and briefly Av San Jose's Nico Sturm's partial breakaway far side roof shorthanded goal, a minute 26 seconds to the game's midpoint, Gets the Sharks on the scoreboard. 334 past the game's midpoint. Nashville Granlin second of the game. Forehand lifted slot. One-timer on a backhand sauce pass from Philip Tomasino off the rush. Nashville's Yakov Trenin's in the paint just over the glove shorthanded goal with 29 seconds left in the middle frame makes it 4-1 Nashville through 40. Former Av San Jose's Martin Kautz short side off the rush goal on a Nashville neutral zone turnover gets San Jose to within 2 40 eight seconds past the third's midpoint. Nashville's Niederreiter's second goal, a two-on-one, that the cross-crease pass intended for Matt Duchesne goes off the San Jose defender's stick five-hole and in. Nashville's Tommy Novak's power play goal net front deflection with six minutes left is set up on a feed just inside San Jose's blue line, cross the ice by Duchesne, Nashville with the 6-2 road win. Arizona defenseman Shane Goss despairs give and go to spring himself for a breakaway short side shorthanded goal open scoring 555 into the first Nashville's Yakov Trenin's off the skate rebound goal 58 seconds to the first midpoint off Philip Tomasino's initial shot and Matt Duchesne's off the rush lucky bounce goal with 612 left in the first has Nashville up 3-1 to one after one. Teams trade goals in the second Nashville's Roman Yossi's off the cycle far side wrister goal from the circle 239 into the middle frame and Arizona's Nick Schmaltz off the rush short side goal from the slot 12 seconds shy of five minutes after Nashville 4-2 through two. Nashville get three more goals in the third. Tommy Novak's net front tuck goal that goes five hole and lays in the paint for him to tap in three minutes 28 seconds into the third. Yossi's point blast blocker side post and in power play goal for his second of the game through traffic two minutes 34 seconds after and finally Cody Glass's roof short side shelf power play goal from the dot with a minute 43 seconds left for a Nashville 6-2 road win in divisional Arizona. 
Nashville, Mikhail Granland on a breakaway is stopped 20 seconds into the game, and Nashville and Pittsburgh play two full periods of scoreless hockey. 7-1 into the third, it's Nashville's Mark Jankowski's going to the net for a forehand tuck goal after knocking down an Aaron Pittsburgh pass through the middle clear attempt to open scoring. A Pittsburgh five-hole breakaway goal with nine minutes left ties the game. With a minute 39 seconds left, Pittsburgh take the lead off the forecheck in a Nashville defensive zone turnover, and Pittsburgh add a diving chip empty net goal from inside the Nashville defensive zone with seven seconds left. Nashville down 3-1 at home. Nashville's Matt Deshane's high circle one-timer power play goal through traffic open scoring with six minutes, 20 seconds left in the first. Nashville's John Leonard in his first game with Nashville scores five hole net side following up on a Roman Yossi hard drive with the puck to the net with 11 seconds left for a 2-0 Nashville lead after 20. 3-21 into the second floor to get the lone goal of the middle frame on a three-on-one cross slot pass short side one-timer to cut the lead to 2-1 Nashville through 40. A scoreless third makes it a 2-1 Nashville road win. Nashville outshot gets a 30 save one goal against performance by Nashville goalie Kevin Lankinen. And it's backup goalie Lankinen that has been a bright spot and signed a one-year $2 million extension, a modest 500 k raise on his current deal on trade deadline day. With a 8.3 goal save above expected, that's ranked 18th best in the NHL for goaltenders heading into Saturday's NHL games. Lankinen also has a 2.58 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage and a 7.5-1 win-loss record. It was the upgrade on last year's backup David Riddick Nashville needed. I was concerned that Lankinen's consistency in low usage would end up being an issue. On that, I was wrong. He has been consistent and at a quarter of the team's games played solid every time he starts. My regular Nashville segment aptly dubbed for Elvis's classic hit, Love Me Goal Tender, Nashville goalie UC Saros was 3-3 three and three over this last stretch, the losses to playoff-bound Boston, Pittsburgh, who are in a real battle to stay and make the Eastern Conference playoffs, a divisional team in Minnesota that's been playing better of late. The latter was a game Nashville absolutely needed to pick up points in, but didn't losing in the dying seconds in regulation. The wins Nashville picked up over Vancouver, San Jose, and Arizona of the one Saros played in. Backup Kevin Lankinen went 2-1. and one. But as been the case all season, those wins over the lower teams, Nashville gets the goaltending needed to essentially win against the non-playoff bound teams, but they don't have the goal scoring to compete with the teams that are above the playoff cutoff. This nine-game stretch covered was all without forward Philip Forsberg, who left after a hit versus Philadelphia in the late first. In our last podcast, we covered that game. He's listed as upper body and day-to-day. It's more likely concussion and an indefinite timeline because he hasn't played since. Forsberg's 19 goals still leads the Nashville team. That's the tip of the iceberg. Niederreiter traded was second in goals on the team when he was. A skate blade cut forward Ryan Johansson in the Vancouver game. He had surgery last Wednesday and was expected out 12 weeks. 12 goals for him up till his surgery. The closest Nashville player to 20 playing 
is Matt Duchesne with 19 after the Florida game to finally equal Forsberg for the team lead and defenseman Roman Yossi with 17. Rookie forward Yusil Parsonen left the game injured in San Jose and missed the Arizona game due to injury. It wasn't just prospect forward Philip Tomasino getting called up or Nashville's decision to move Cody Glass up the lineup with the top six losses. Forward Tommy Novak is getting more time on ice and producing. Nashville had to call up Kiefer Sherwood and Zach Sanford for the bottom six additionally just to have bodies for the injuries and traded away players up front. Sanford's gone down, Mark Jankowski brought up, and top prospect forward Luke Evangelista saw a two-game showcase look with the big team. He may have just been sent down so that he's eligible to play for the American Hockey League in the playoffs and might also be able to play some games with the big club after the trade deadline, meaning it could have been a paper move. And while I mentioned Genoa's physicality for future considerations, Nashville traded Philadelphia for minor prospect 24-year-old left winger Isaac Ratcliffe, listed at 6'6 and 225 pounds. Ratcliffe has one NHL goal in 10 games played all the year prior to this year. He won't be on Nashville's team, but reports to AHL Milwaukee. On February 28th, forward Austin Rushikov acquired from the New York Rangers for future considerations. The moving players at the deadline meant call-ups from Milwaukee, and of course then Milwaukee needs players to fill their lineup to best describe these additions. On deadline day, Nashville added forward Rasmus Asplund, who it turns out has 164 NHL games played, all with his now previous team Buffalo, who received a seventh-round pick in return. The 25-year-old Finn is entering his prime age playing years. Two goals, eight points, and 27 games played this year with Buffalo, 27 points in 80 games played last year. And I haven't kept track of Buffalo's organizational depth for obvious irrelevancy until recent worth-watching bias. Absland was playing low minute, bottom six time on ice with Buffalo. Not enough when Central Division teams played Buffalo to have noticed him. Yep, no scouting report, but Absland is up with the Nashville roster, according to Cat Friendly. So we'll get to see his value with the big club right away, it appears. Nashville defenseman Alex Carrier returned versus Arizona after missing a month. Lost playing in the game he fought Winnipeg 6-7 defenseman Logan Stanley on January 24th. Defenseman Kevin Gravel was sent down to Milwaukee, but consider Nashville picked up defenseman Cal Foote via trade in the Tanner Geno deal. For a forward and still had Tyson Berry come back in the Ekholm trade meaning they actually ended up with an extra defenseman. Nashville defenseman Dante Fabro signed his extension on deadline day. The 24-year-old penned a one-year $2.5 million deal, up from the expiring $2.4 million, near equal value one of the current year. It still has Nashville right-hand defenseman Barry now and Fabro under contract for next year, while the other right-handy, Alex Carrier, 26, and Cal Foote, 24, need new contracts. But as restricted free agents, more likely to return to Nashville than receive an offer sheet from another team. Nashville's divisional record point percentage, when I did the math, is 441 to this point this year. That's a real tell on why being a deadline seller makes sense. Nashville has had little success in the vital four-point divisional games that they need to win to move upwards in the standings. 
They would have to leapfrog one of four divisional teams to move up in the standings, and it simply hasn't been something they've been good doing this year. The current three-game win streak, that ended with the loss to Pittsburgh, which is a bit of a Nashville team plateau this year as well. Only once has Nashville won four in a row. That was the beginning of January. Nashville's division head-to-head record is 6-8-3. and three. After the trade deadline day, Nashville continue on the road in Divisional Chicago Saturday and Monday in Vancouver in Arizona Thursday and back-to-back in Cali Saturday in L.A., Sunday in Anaheim. With the road trip wins in San Jose, Arizona, and mostly recently Florida to begin the six-game road set, Nashville improved just above a mediocre 500 record on the road, 14-12-3. Next up, we will get wild with Minnesota. As GM Billy Guerin played banker, then buyer at the trade deadline. Thanks for listening to Central Division Hockey, the podcast.